Welcome everyone to Gabbing with Babish. My name is John Newman. I'm a big fan of the hit YouTube cooking show, Binging with Babish. And my name is James Nichols, and I'm also a huge fan of the internet cooking show, Binging with Babish. Binging with Babish is a YouTube cooking show where Andrew Ray makes the food from film and television, and we're going to talk about it. Yes, we are. Episode 157, baby! 157. James, how are you? I've been better, Johnny. Uh, not gonna lie, I'm doing all right, but I have been better. As you can hear from James's voice, uh, he doesn't know how to talk. I don't. I'm freshly back from a bachelor party where I essentially just screamed for three days straight, and that is why I sound like this now. Oh, so. okay. For some reason, I assumed you sounding like that was uh, just based on being sick or drinking too much, but it was from screaming. It was just because I was with a group of people who's Base level volume is a yell. It sounds and like I was a nightmare. With them for it was it it was a fun nightmare, but it was it could be categorized as a nightmare. Um, and <laughs> yeah, so my I just worked my vocal cords to a point of almost breaking, and now I sound I sound like hot garbage. You know what? That's okay. You carry mm-hmm. this podcast every other week, and today. I'm happy to carry it. You're happy to step up. That's very good. I'm glad to hear it, Johnny. I'm glad you're ready That's to right. take that load on. I'm doing stand-up for the first time in a very long time on Saturday, so this can be practice, where I just Ooh, pretend you're not here. Very exciting. I forgot about that. I forgot that it's May on Saturday. That's exciting. Yeah, isn't that that it'll be May is my first time doing stand-up of a calendar year, and then furthermore, that it had been almost another whole calendar year that I'd done stand-up before then. It's truly wild. Damn, that's nuts. Um, well, speaking of nuts, do you want to introduce our guest? Uh, I sure do. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. Joe Strix. And my voice is also fucked. <laughs> I'm not nice. even going to sugarcoat it. I'm, I'm also in trouble here, boys. <laughs> Were you screaming as much as James was this weekend? Uh, argue, arguably more to counterbalance James's screaming because right. he screams, he screams with the height of two men. And so I have to scream quadruple since he's already twice as tall as me to match up. No, that makes sense. Did you have a nice time? Uh, Yes. Similarly, uh, I mean, even while we were driving to this bachelor party, which was a fairly long drive. You drove? Yes, we drove down. Nine hours. Nine hours. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. 18 hours in in the car. But even just... How many boys in the car? Four. Four. Four boys in a car. (laughs) Even just in the car... On the way down, we are. By the time we got to the destination, we were already like losing our voices yeah, because voice it was, was our first cracked. time, like, talking to other people inside for any extended period of time in a year and a half. So, yeah. uh, my body, my my voice and body were not ready for it at all. It was really just well. jumping into the deep end of social socialization. Yeah, and now we're both in a refractory period that who knows how long it's going to last. For the listeners, if they're concerned, I was invited. I just said, well, someone has to be fresh for the pod, so I won't go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Johnny fell on his sword for us, Uh which we very much appreciate. Thank you you for your service, Johnny. You're welcome. I said, no, no, no. (laughs) First of all, we're not good enough friends that you should invite me anyway, but I'll decline this invite for the good of the podcast. <laughs> That's what I said to friend of two thirds of the pod, Jordan Scott Huggins. <laughs> <laughs> Young beefy. Well, that's oh. great. I'm glad you boys had a nice time. And I'm glad that, that here glad we are. Be, glad to be back with you, Jenny. 
Always a pleasure to be with you. <laughs> and oh, uh, hey, and Johnny, and 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 also with you. Just thank you, thank you so much. <laughs> Have either of you been um, cooking on this bachelor party? <laughs> I made bacon one morning. That's yeah, pretty. James good. got wrangled into making bacon. <laughs> that was it. Uh, I didn't. No, I stayed clear of the kitchen because we were with people who were very much commandeering it, and I was like, "Well, not I'll to let be you dick, do this." But, but I didn't come down here for that, so by all means. Wait, will, were there people who like wanted? They were like actively. Yes. Like I will. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Uh, friend, friend of the pod, Alan Elian, went. Uh, oh sure, went, that makes sense. Went went cooking crazy. It was a great time. We had yeah, some that's food. fun. We had, if that's he, what he wanted he to made... do with his weekend. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> couldn't made... relate to that either. But it was delicious. <laughs> what he made was so good. It was so great. What he make? A sandwich. This big um, Italian sandwich. And that a, blew everyone's minds. Yeah, and a salad and some potato salad. It was wonderful. Nice. Yeah. That we we were uh, we were coming down from from a certain kind of high, and yes. that sandwich was a good um, friendship. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes. Yes, I took. <laughs> I took you were coming down from a high and, of friendship. I took one cap and stem of friendship. That's what I took. <laughs> it was wonderful. I um, ate it with a with a chocolate bar. Anyway, uh, yeah. What about you, Johnny? Have you cooked anything? Um, I'm. Uh, what did we make this week? Uh, I got a. Oh, James, you're gonna hate this. Uh, uh, <laughs> what? What a great intro. Yeah. What? I mean, perfect setup to something. <laughs> hey, I'm about to piss you off, and I'm so excited to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't like the joy that was in your voice. When you said <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> the amount that I like. What's fun is that I'm good enough friends with you that I can do two things. One, know exactly what you're going to think of this before I say. And two, take pleasure in knowing that it's going to upset you. Yes. Like yeah. I- <laughs> no, and and I think we're, we might even be on a third level where you will choose to do things knowing that they will <laughs> – that, that I'll be pissed off about them. You'll That's do right. them to, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll do them to spite me. Right. <laughs> and if so you're not let, doing let that with this, your Let friends, me hear this bullshit. <laughs> All right, so uh, right before we left to this new apartment, uh, our old roommate Katie got very into Top Chef, and uh, as a result, she bought Emily and I a sous vide cooker. <laughs> oh God, fucking damn! Oh wow, what I mean as a housewarming. Oh, so thing. she so she got you a Tupperware tub and a little and a hot stick. That's what she no, got. No, she you? just <laughs> she just got us the hot stick. Oh, we just have to provide our own stick. tub. <laughs> Uh, a hot stick that uh, blows into the water so things move around. Uh, So I made some sous vide eggs this weekend that I had on top of avocado toast, which is why I'll never buy a house. Uh, (laughs) And uh, then we're going to make some sous vide fish later this week. Sous vide eggs? Were they like hard-boiled eggs? Or like, do you crack? What do you, how do you make sous vide eggs? It's actually just the shells, James. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I crack them, dump them in the sink, and then flush them because like ugh, and then eat yeah. the shell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you just you you put the egg in the water, you set it at a specific temperature, and then you let it go. It's just basically like a very very precise um, soft boiled egg. So it's oh, just nice. you get the exact, and then you so can you don't just need what's a, cool. you don't need a bag for one of those. No, no, you just drop them in, and like it's just like super precise soft boiled eggs. And then what's cool about it is you take the eggs out afterwards and you just crack them on top of the avocado toast, and it just falls right out in like the perfect shape of like a soft, like a soft, like. And, like and a they say egg. that 
that nothing tastes better than the feeling of superiority you get from properly utilizing your sous vide machine, correct? That's right. That's 100% <laughs> true. <laughs> Generally, what's good about them is like the yolk and the white can cook at a more even temperature than you can get otherwise. So it's like both textures are good. They were nice. I don't think I've cooked them for long enough. So I think like like they were a little bit, the whites were a little runny. Uh, sure. So I want to get it a little bit better. But I'm going to experiment and get better with it. And it only takes, you know, 12 minutes. That's what's nice about a new thing is it is the wanting to try to be better at it. I was going to try and tie you having a sous vide into me having a piano, but we don't have to. That's just me. <laughs> that's just me recentering your thing on me, which is very rude. <laughs> Joe, I would love nothing more than if you told the people about your piano. I have it. Anyway, back to you, Johnny. <laughs> so we're going to make fish later this week with the sous vide. We also made black bean and uh, sweet potato enchiladas that were very good this week. Ooh, uh, oh, great combo. Delicious. Yeah, they were very, very good. Uh, what else did we cook? It's been nice uh, being in this new apartment and like starting fresh with a new fridge and a new. Yeah. Because like I'm not like nothing's gone bad in our fridge yet, and I'm like, oh, I should make this, and then I should eat this. Right. And I've been very, yeah. I've been like really enjoying like eating things before they go bad, which is yeah. The yeah. Most... You don't have that. You don't have that half-eaten jar of salsa that you said right. you were gonna finish and then you didn't, and now it's three months later, and you're like, how long does salsa last? Which you right. know it's not good. You know it's. I not know good, exactly but... when but... everything went into that fridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. It's just a nice feeling of control and power when I have it is in it no a bigger... other places. Is it a bigger fridge in this place? Uh, about the same size. The fr- It's nothing. The okay. fridge is nothing special. Got it. Oh, well, I was going to think highly of it, but I guess I'll go back to thinking that your place yeah, probably sucks. that fridge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we hung out, I hung out with a friend of the pod, Frank DiRogirio, this weekend, and we went yes. to Prospect Park, and my place is very near Prospect Park, so we dropped drinks off. So I have tons of drinks in the fridge of uh, Frank buying too much alcohol for the amount of time we were hanging out together. Well, that doesn't quite sound yeah, like yeah, Frank. Yeah. <laughs> sure that's the same Frank we know. <laughs> Talk about Frank DiRogirio, right? The guy yeah, who's yeah, always yeah. drinking booze? Our friend's an alcoholic. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Jesus <laughs> This is how we'll find out if he does or doesn't listen He doesn't Anyway <laughs> Well boys um, Should we talk about Talladega Nights? You mean the Ballad of Ricky Bobby? That's right, that's the one Do you know what's in the Crip Suzette? Oh, I love the Crip Suzette Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to Binging with Babish, where this week we're taking a look at a food discussed at length but not seen in Talladega Nights. The humble French crepe. 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 Excuse me. Crepe. Do you think they called it that in hopes that they would make more of them, or it's just a fun title? I think it's just a fun title. title. Well, because Anchorman is Anchorman, the legend of Ron Burgundy, and I think Talladega Nights, the Ballad of Ricky Bobby, was supposed to be like a continuation of that kind of a bit. But... Maybe not. That could also be full of shit. Could be. Uh, Will Ferrell, I think, is one of the most, like, just on-screen talent. Like, you just see him on screen, and you're like, oh, that's funny. Like, yes. effortlessly yeah. funny on a television or movie screen. Just the he's, way he's able to carry himself sometimes, like, yeah. is funny. You're right. Like he, he and Danny McBride both have that same energy where they could get you just with how they walk sometimes. Right. Yeah. There's, I listened a long time ago to his uh, Mark Maron podcast so I could learn who his guys were. And, right. Uh, who were they? Do you remember? Oh, you know, his guys. Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> but when he was getting hired for SNL, which like for most people is like this like story of being nervous and like not knowing exactly what's going on. And he was doing bits through like 
he took his as an opportunity. He brought a suitcase full of Monopoly money into Lorne Michaels' office and was planning on being like, Lorne, let's cut to the chase. And just opening up this suitcase full of Monopoly money. Uh, <laughs> you gotta live That's what bit, he did man. with his audition time. His, his SNL audition is so goddamn funny. The Shed? The Shed one is incredible. The yeah, shed, if you've never watched the, it, it's on YouTube. Go check it out. It'll be a delightful 12 minutes of your life. There's also the the him being like, hold my calls. I'm going to be in a meeting for the next 45 minutes and then taking out cat toys to play with. Yeah. yeah. Outstanding. <laughs> uh, Talladega Nights, I've only seen once, but I remember liking a lot. It would probably be worth a rewatch. It's kind of wild. That's wild to me that you've only seen it once. That's I. There was a stretch where I was, especially... In college, because Tal- when Talladega Nights came out in what? 2008. In 2008? Yeah. In like college? Maybe what, two years after Anchorman? Mm, maybe Three? it was 06. Sorry, hang on. Great. I might be off by a couple of years. Joe, yep, 2006, 2006 is Talladega Nights, which is fucking two years Joe. after Anchorman. Hey, this guys! Was, this was my like first year of college. Talladega Nights might have been one of the movies I watched the most in my life, just based, because it was just like the ultimate throw on in a dorm room movie and everyone hangs out and watches this movie because everyone knows all the lines and you quote it like so i've seen it so many times yeah, yeah i wonder what it was that it went under because i've seen anchorman probably 95 times sure. i don't know maybe you just didn't hang out with funny people you know maybe you just had <laughs> shitty people in your life yeah maybe oh, no, no, no. I, I make sure to whoever i surround myself with that i am the funniest by far so i surround <laughs> myself with people that I know will never outshine me, and that's continued <laughs> well, to this very that's day. That's a smart way. Yeah, that's a fun. That's <laughs> a smart way to live. That's and and as, as all people do, you measure that in how many lines from uh, any given Will Ferrell movie they can quote. Exactly. Oh, oh man, that is yeah. You're like, guys, you got to see my new friend group. They are the coolest. They quote Will Ferrell so much. <laughs> <laughs> but they're but they're only quoting like Stranger Than Fiction. They're, they're only quoting <laughs> his dramatic weird roles. Will Ferrell deep cuts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Stranger Than Fiction is a very fun poll there. <laughs> I like that movie. Never seen it. I've seen that movie less than you have seen Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby. One time less. Yeah. Uh, it's a great movie. I We rewatched it towards the beginning of quarantine when we were like, let's just, we want to feel good. <laughs> let's watch things that we know will hit. And I also yeah. hadn't seen it at that point, probably in like a decade. And it was still very fun. And I got to like, remember lines that i'd forgotten it was cool yeah it is I, interesting like the oh sorry jim go no i was just saying it's it's at least for me it is i know we were like people who endlessly quote movies it's definitely one of the movies that gets quoted the most for me personally yeah. and just around, like that i of people that i know around it's just like yeah the, it's just an easy reference that you do i still do the don't you put that evil on me all the time and that's one yeah. of my favorite movie quotes of all time it's fucking hilarious the the whole ensemble is is going after it in that like like yeah obviously Will Ferrell and, and yeah. John C Riley but then like Jack McBrayer shines and uh, Michael Clark Duncan and Leslie Bibb like uh, Amy Adams in a weird role considering what her career has gone on to be like Sasha she Baron her Cohen. being like French, Sasha yeah, French Borat Andy Andy Richter like being his husband is very fun and silly it's just great. We love, um, we love all of it. Yeah. Uh, highly recommend. Hey, gang, if you haven't seen Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby, get out to your nearest multiplex and uh, throw money <laughs> at them until they air it on one of the screens. 
<laughs> Say, hey, you're not doing anything better. There's no one here. <laughs> right. What What are you going to do? Show Minari? I haven't seen the movie. I don't know if it's good. The Oscars uh, <laughs> happened last night, apparently. This is the least tuned in i've ever been to like any kind of entertainment thing. i was i was looking at the nominated like films and movies and i recognized like three like i was like i recognize mank i know that that's a movie didn't see it i recognize uh minari because i've seen people tweet about it never saw it and uh i think that like after that i was like i don't think i know any of these the Nomad sound of metal that... the best picture of the year i had never heard of until i read what one best picture <laughs> yeah it was the first time and, I heard a, the name of this movie. And it's about Francis McDormand, and uh, it's about how this time there are four billboards outside this town in Missouri. <laughs> sort, of, sort of a pseudo-sequel. Each movie um, she's in has one more billboard. Right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that would be such a great move. Um, the only thing I saw, the only result I know from the Oscars is that Daniel Kaluuya won uh, for... Um, Best Supporting. Yeah, for Judas and the Black Messiah, which was an awesome movie, and he was so good in it. So I was Jack. I've heard only good things. I don't know. Did who you won call anything him else? Daniel Kaluuya. De- Kaluuya, isn't it Kaluuya? I think it's Kaluuya. Yeah, it's. Kaluuya. I just thought I, I thought Daniel I might Kaluuya said, I, would might have slipped up. I didn't mean to. I thought Daniel Kaluuya would be a fun uh, drink to make, but we can keep going because that bit <laughs> would have sucked. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's let's see this. Yeah, no, let's do. What would be in a Daniel Kaluuya? Oh, it's a black Russian, okay? It's just a black Russian. So it's chocolate milk instead of... <laughs> We've done it. We've really done it this time. I, I, I like sounding exasperated like you guys like beat it out of me. All right, fine. <laughs> fine. It's called a black Russian. His name is Daniel Kluya. It's a, it's a white Russian with chocolate milk, okay? <laughs> I think it's very good. Uh, All right, so in this episode of uh, Binging with Babish, he makes... uh, It's fun when he does the versions of the uh, things from the film where they don't actually see the food, they just talk about it, which is what this one is. They just talk about crepes, so he makes crepes, which is like... He probably likes that more because it just gives him more license to do whatever. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I wonder if it was something defective, like, I want to do a crepes episode. Which one? Oh, look, this kind of talks about crepes. Like, at this point, it's just food he wants to do. Yeah. It's, Um, It's... it was cool too because they also mentioned a specific one, so he could do like his a couple different versions, and then also I'll I'll definitely make specifically crepe Suzette. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he starts, uh, yeah, exactly. Does a couple crepes, and then makes crepe Suzettes. Um, across the board, how do we feel about a crepe? I'm a fan. I like them. I like them in very very limited uh, aspects. Like they're they're a, a ve- just a very special treat, very once in a while. Yeah, I, I mean, no. If I, if I was having crepes every day, something drastic has happened. I've yeah. either yeah, I've either had my heart broken and moved to Paris, or yeah, it would be something like every eighteen place. months I would be like, oh, I'm gonna have a crepe, and then right. I don't need one again for another eighteen months. If you're having them every day, you better have moved into Versailles. You, you have <laughs> you have to just be living amongst gold plated bedposts and all sorts of weird shit. They, I don't it, think I mean, I've ever ordered one outside of Europe, but when I'm in Europe, they're phenomenal. Like it's I, such a fun Johnny. I was Johnny. I'm so glad you were here to make <laughs> to make me not look like the elitist asshole because I literally right. was like, I think the only time I've ever had them is in Paris, and I <laughs> ever yeah. heard of it. City yeah. of Lights. I want to just start by saying I'm not sorry, and then secondly, <laughs> uh, yeah, you can I'm, you can go with me on this train. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I was, they're I'll so say good. The same. I haven't had them since I also went to Paris. They're uh, 
what's your favorite kind of uh, crepe to get when you're in uh, a foreign country that you have the money to go to? <laughs> uh, because I worked harder than everyone? I'm sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> Wild time to find out Johnny's an objectivist. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you mean the money that I 100% solely alone earned? Yes. <laughs> Without the help of anyone else in my life? Who didn't die on welfare. Anyway. Uh, I prefer a savor. I, I, I just feel the need to call it out once again that I'm fully kidding with this, just in case anyone <laughs> doesn't get it. No. I'm not. No, Ayn that's Rand not what you said awesome. before the pod, John. That's not what you said before the pod. <laughs> that's what you said. You said The Fountainhead's the best book you ever read, and it's also uh-huh. the only book you ever yeah. read. That's what you said. No, everyone knows anyway. I've only read the fifth Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> it's the only book I read, and that's where I started. Uh, I prefer a savory crepe, but I love them both. Like, okay. uh, I just what, generally what? across the board prefer savory to sweet. So like a ham and cheese, sure. uh, like I feel like a ham and cheese crepe is truly, truly delicious. But a Nutella one is also incredible. Yeah, I'm, I would just go with the traditional straight, just Nutella, because that's one of my favorite. Like, I just so remember standing on a corner, in on a street corner in Paris, just housing a nutella crepe that was way too big and but it was still it was just so you like can't stop eating it just because i think i would like i i, I like savory but i like and like like john said ham and cheese would be delicious but if i'm gonna do ham and cheese i'm gonna just do like a croque monsieur or something like that so i'm not there are other oh things that's a savory. good point there are other things savory that i'm gonna do over a savory crepe so i'm gonna go right. sweet crepe and it's gonna be just nutella probably that's uh, fair and it's gonna be folded up into the um Triangle. tortilla way that he that he said so you're getting oh, multiple tortilla. layers uh like well like like babish said the didn't he say the tortilla fold or whatever yeah he calls the, it like a the, quesadilla fold yeah, i don't quesadilla. think that's the actual that one, yeah Got but it's it. uh, okay. it's taking the circle folding it in it's half folded and folded it over three times again. yeah it makes hey. a triangle right. and the reason that you're housing it on the street corner is because you have to get back inside and perform at moulin rouge correct well, yes exactly <laughs> I'm, it's between <laughs> it's between acts uh and yeah I, yeah i've already changed into the burlesque portion so i'm out back the down. amount when you're in Paris, and again, if the listener hasn't been to Paris, that you see people run out of the Moulin Rouge in their burlesque, go get a crepe and run back, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, crepe, c'est vous plaît, monsieur! And then, <laughs> That's right. As you're, as you're spilling out of your bustier. No, the uh, reason I'm on the street is because the best places to get it are just from a street, like a street vendor right. or like a you street get it from corner. from a vendor. Yeah. It's very, it's, it's French street food. It's perfect. Yeah, don't, yeah. The, the... The Nutella crepe, I would say, also is the king. But I do love the. Um, we got like a a pow- not powder, granulated sugar with a little squeeze yes. of lemon all over. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Simple, oh, delightful, simple, delicious. Yeah. Not gonna weigh you down walking around Paris. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, especially, I will. I will say, if you do go to Paris and get a crepe, make it an end of the night thing. Don't have yeah. activities to do after the crepe because it will, it will knock yeah. you out. Send send you hurtling towards a siesta. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I like them as uh, I sent this to you guys in the in the chat here uh, because it's kind of like how every culture has like a dumpling or something like that. Like everyone mm-hmm. kind of has some version of like a, a, cake. a spread out bread or a cake. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Some uh, of the popular the- ones, Bellinis in the Russian. Uh, and then we got obviously griddle cakes in the USA. Pancakes. It's interesting that they differentiate pancake here and griddle cake in the USA. But and, dr- and drop scones. The what a what a weird Scottish way to <laughs> those 
the ones from oh Niger- the nether ones are fun the fun little little pancakes in the netherlands those are good. yeah those are delicious the ones from nigeria look incredible because they look fried like yeah either deep fried or just in like oil those look, those look amazing. sick i like i like the look of abel skeever as well i love uh, that we're doing a visual bit on this audio medium yeah Okay, I'll, I'll just run through it. Ployers are in Canada. Never heard think, of it. I don't think I don't we know. need to do all of these, Joe. There's, there's a lot here. We don't need to go through all of these. I'm almost done. <laughs> He's almost finished. Just let him finish. He's already done no, all of them. I don't think I've ever heard them called griddle cakes. That's a southern thing, I think. I thought it was hot cakes. Oh, I think both are acceptable. All and right. then a Johnny cake is with, like, corn. Or and it's you what, love that. Or what my friends called me. Honestly, Johnny cakes... New nickname officially added. Thank you so much. Thank Up you, there Joey with John Kicks. the New Man and and <laughs> Juan Nuevo Hombre. Uh, yeah, we don't need to belabor this. You get it. Everywhere has like a flat cake kind of thing. <laughs> right. So let's let's go through some what he made. So in uh, first off, Babbage said that he worked at a crepe place in high school. Was it his first job? That's fun. Yeah, up in um, uh, Rochester. Right. He makes uh, he makes a standard crepe batter. It's very simple looking. And then he makes a buckwheat crepe batter that visually looks not good. Look terrible. It's very it unappealing. Like gray. It was like gray and almost bluish. It it's just very... like a not an appealing color. It might Ugh, have tasted no. good, but it didn't look good. No, it looked very it, it looked very unfortunate. It looked like uh like peppery. It looked like it was made of pep like ground pepper. Yeah, it, was gross. it did kind of look like that. The first crepe that he makes with it, though, does look interesting. He puts a runny egg and some cheese in it uh, and does the fold where you fold the edges up so it looks like a square, which James was vehemently opposed to. Just because he, he left the way he did it, it wasn't – it was this huge area that was just crepe. So it was just right. – it like he just needed to make it e- – either make the crepe smaller or put more filling in there because it was just the way he folded it. There was nothing underneath that crepe. So – like two thirds of your eating would just be crepe, and then the best bites would be in the middle, where the egg is. It, it was bad presentation. It could have very easily just had the cheese spread out fully, and then those edge pieces are like are just cheese, which is fun. Which yeah. would have been fine. Would have been. The distribution was off. Uh, second crepe he makes is like a fancy mushroom one, which looked very good. He sautes up that a looks, bunch of mushrooms. That looked delicious. Put them in a crepe. Uh, put some cheese on it. Looked great. Yeah, a savory. Uh, yeah. I, I will say, when I was in Paris, I had more sweet crepes, but the one of my was my favorite was savory. So seeing these savory ones, I'm into them, but I'm probably gonna do sweet ones more. Yeah, yeah, oh for sure. Uh, now I'm sorry. Now I'm on a rabbit hole looking at pancake-related content and looking for visual things for us to discuss. But <laughs> we don't need to do that. So. Um. Uh, I will say also the the addition of uh, spicy chili oil onto the egg and cheese crepe looked fucking. That did look wonderful. I mean, it is fun when he does a little thing from a previous episode. He's like, "You remember this chili oil from a previous episode?" I'm like, "I do remember (laughs) that." We have a podcast where we're going sequentially. What a character arc for the chili oil! You know, Uh, it's pretty good. It's really great. They they wound up his storyline. And then later, I don't want to spoil anything, but he gets to the crepe Suzette and he puts a dollop of ice cream from the milkshake episode. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, we've done an episode about that one too. All your favorites are here again. What if it's he like did one where he's like, like, the like I found this Endgame in game of, uh, <laughs> of bad. Wait, Johnny, what, what did you say? Well, two thoughts there. One, should we release a YouTube video of people just cheering uh, for sections of our podcast in theaters <laughs> going crazy? <laughs> 
Like it's Endgame? Yes. Uh, and then the second thing that I want to see is him pulling out an ep- something from like episode six, where he's like, I had some meat sauce left from the uh, Goodfellas uh, sauce that I made <laughs> in 2017. Here's the very canceled Louis C.K. fried chicken. I'm going to use it in this crepe. I you forgot that yourself. was an early episode. That was, was like, like a third, third episode. episode. Yeah. Go he's back like, and cancel us, everybody. Yeah, it's his favorite comedian's fried chicken. Do you want to do? Do you want to do uh, something that I know we've done because he's made crepes before that I tried to redo anyway? The way you've set and, it up and, and, is perfect. And come up. And yeah, come yeah. Up that with... was that was totally a, an un, an intelligible and understandable thing that you just said, and I definitely know what you're gonna say. What were the names? What name do we think? He, uh, oh, what do we think the place that he made crepes at was called? Oh, we oh. know this. We we've looked this up. Damn it, we have looked it up. But uh, I, I'm not. I, I'm not gonna remember. I remember it being a fun pun. So, so it maybe it maybe it is one of the ones that I came up with. Is what I'm trying to get at. Okay. So it could be it could be crepe goat. Uh, it could be uh the crepe escape. I think that was. Uh, it. it could be crepe canaveral. Uh, it could be the crepe of water or Severus crepe. What about statutory crepe? Statutory crepe. James, I was trying to avoid being ac- I've almost I'm having deja vu. We've almost certainly done this. We did this exact <laughs> conversation because I said the crate Gatsby. Right. And then I will uh, I will put I will say uh, does the curtain match the crepes? Right. And then I think, uh, he, I think he worked at Simply Crepes Cafe. Boo. I think, I think this boo. is what did it because uh if the listener could go back if they want to uh you know do the worst thing they could do with their lives. Um <laughs> <laughs> but I remember one other that I think I said at the time was uh, they released a crepe version of Frosted Flakes, and on the t- cover is Tony the Tiger going, "They're crepes." <laughs> it's still, it's still, it boys. Still we works. did it. We we <laughs> sure did it. Uh, hang on. Are there any others in here? Crepe nuts. That would be a fun one. That's fun. That's a good cereal. So the last crepe, or the second to last crepe that he makes is he makes one just with straight up Nutella, but he doesn't use Nutella. He uses a Nutella substitute, which I'm intrigued to see what it was because it looked like fancier Nutella, uh, but he was labeled in so you couldn't see. So who's to say? Which is bullshit. Yeah, seriously. Just get Nutella, dude. What are you, why are you doing fancier stuff? I think all three of us are on the record of saying that I think the pure simplicity of a crepe and Nutella is fantastic. But if you had to add one thing to it, he adds strawberries. What would be your one add? Ooh, it definitely wouldn't be strawberries. Well, we know how you feel about fruit and chocolate. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I mean, inevitably, I'm going to make it fatter. I'm going to make it like cold grosser butter. and more American. Uh, uh, say again. I said cold butter. Yeah, a, a cold stick of butter. Uh, I'm I'm torn between doing something chaotic like chicken tenders, and no, Joe, <laughs> let me finish, and something just truly fat like like Reese whole Reese's cups. I would do, yeah, I would either do like a peanut butter drizzle, or yeah, that's an interesting answer. I would do like maybe peanut butter drizzle or like crushed up pretzels sprinkled onto. I think that's Nutella an inspired choice to give it just to give it a little texture. So it's not just that soft. There's a little bit of crunch in there and you get the salt from the, from the pretzel as well. I'm into that. I, yeah. That's a very good answer. Um, mm-hmm. I thought we were just going to say banana. <laughs> that's my answer. Cause it's good. <laughs> that, I also, would be, um, that would be delicious. A banana with the, in, with the Nutella. That'd be great. 
I would I would rotate between Nutella and banana and just Nutella. My friend Niho, who I was with, she would get hers occasionally with a Kinder bar crumpled up, cr- crumpled up in there, which I thought was a good choice. A, ki- a whole uh, kindergartner? Nice. <laughs> One kindergartner uh, that they got out of a Wayfair uh, How did box. she get it so specific? <laughs> how, how did she make it such a specific aged person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they're very good there. They're shipping all over the world. Uh, um, I, I, I think all of our answers are indicative of who we are as people and as members of the podcast. Where I can't mine believe was like you a said really... chicken tender. Yeah, because I said, I will introduce a chaotic element or something extremely fat. James actually had a thought-out response because he's actually doing the work of thinking about how to make the food better. And yours was like simple and, and good and, and to the point. So wait, you think you would actually enjoy eating a crepe with Nutella and like a chicken tender in there? You'd be like, I enjoy this. I don't know that I wouldn't. I can't say off top that I absolutely would hate it. It's it's three things that I like, and I can't. I, I like right. a crepe. I like Nutella, and I like a chicken tender. And if it's in France, they probably make a kick-ass chicken tender because right. they do a lot That's of fair. good cooking. All right, I'm gonna change my answer. I'm gonna uh, say a blended chocolate chip bagel is what I'm gonna put <laughs> in. Wow, it's so, it's so nice when you can get someone on your side of uh, uh, see things from your perspective. You know, if Johnny <laughs> really feels like you took a minute to walk a mile in my shoes there and try to understand how some idiot could truly make up such an insane concoction. I'm sorry, so I didn't. For that. I didn't yes and you as much as I should have. I should have just said chicken tender, delicious, and then run across the half circle. <laughs> No, no, no. I, I, I come to you to be no-butted. You, you should not <laughs> yes-and my bullshit. That's why our friendship works. Uh, the final dish that Babish makes is a crepe Suzette, which uh, looks very nice. A crepe Suzette is just a crepe dipped in a fun little orange sauce and then poured with uh, Grand Manier on top of it, yeah? Crepe I wasn't Suzette paying attention during French, that part of the video. It's a French dessert consisting of crepes with bare Suzette, a sauce of caramelized sugar and butter, tangerine or orange juice, zest, and Grand Marnier triple sec or orange curacao liquor on top. Prepared in a table set performance flambe. Yeah, <sighs> it's fun. I, I, I've had it once. It was very good. I thought it was Looks great. delicious. Does the caramelized, does it get like a little crunch on the outside? Mm, not really, no. Because that would be – because I'm not wild about, like, citrusy uh, sauces. So I don't I would, think you'll love it, this, then. I know. That's <laughs> why I don't think I would. But it, it intrigued me that because the way it looked, if you cooked it a little bit more and the outside got, like, a little crispy, if, like, a little crunch to that car- like caramelization on the outside, then I think I would be more into it just because I would want more of that texture. Because otherwise, it's just going to be soggy orange pancakes, and I'm not wild about that. Right. Yeah, I mean, when you put it that way. Um. Yeah, yeah. Although with with a scoop of vanilla ice cream, it that does that's a little bit more intriguing. Yeah, to help kind of undercut that uh, uh, citrusy aggressive flavor. citrus. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I feel you. Nice. Overall, Just, I enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed seeing a multitude of crepes. It's a very simple base that he did some interesting stuff with. I thought this had a nice. It had a nice episode flow. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. I was also happy. I when I heard it was crepes, I. Uh, was very worried that it was just going to be a fucking dough episode, but crepes are not dough. I realized they're a batter and they're very thin batter and they were quickly made. So that was, that was great. I didn't have to see all this fucking flour and shit. That was, it was very (laughs) wonderful that I didn't have to see that. uh, When he scooped the buckwheat flour, you did almost break your whole computer setup. Yeah. Because he was like, Oh, somebody, he mentioned like somebody asking for it or like, where did buckwheat flour even come from? I don't even, it wasn't mentioned. He just wanted an excuse to bust his fucking buckwheat flour. Nobody cares. (laughs) 
What do you Who do with your kids? Yeah, idiot. <laughs> Whatever. Um, solid up. Any any final thoughts? Uh, what about like a netscrape.com? Sort of like an old 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 crepe website. Guys. <laughs> If you like the podcast, weakest button. (laughs) (laughs) Please like and subscribe. Give us a five star review. Uh, If you want to follow us for more content, we are at Gambit Fab on Twitter. We are Gambit Fabish on Instagram. And if you want to send us an email with your questions, comments, queries, concerns about crepes or anything else, uh, send that to GambitFabish at gmail.com. Okay, bye. Sweet.